This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Battery Night Live with Philly Labor. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Man, a good Saturday night, everyone, and welcome into Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you uh, live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Glad to uh, join you again on a Saturday night with Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Also glad, Jay Doc, to have you in studio live tonight. You were uh, on the shelf a week ago, and yeah. it's nice to uh, welcome you to an incredible location, the brand new studios here at 2400 Market. All right, so I just want to say um, this is the first time I've been here at the brand new Intercom Complex. Uh, and I can tell you this, the future of radio is uh, alive and well, and it's right here at 24th and Market. It is absolutely incredible. I've never seen anything like it in my life, and I couldn't be more proud to be uh, a part of it and, and here on Talk Radio 12. We're presented by Pond La Hockey. We're powered uh, by our good friend Sal Patty and PNC Bank. We're fueled, of course, by our friends at the Senesta Hotel, and we're driven by Jim Stevenson of Chapman Ford on the boulevard. Don't worry, we'll get everybody, uh, we'll get out of the show long before the 76ers and the Lakers uh, get underway tonight down at the Wells Fargo Center. That tip-off is scheduled for uh, 8.30. Jay Doc, I want to jump into a very important uh, subject matter uh, on the show tonight. Um, Before we do, um, before you bring in our guest who's going to uh, join us here for the opening half hour on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Uh, Let me play this short audio clip from earlier in the week, and then I'm going to ask you to pick it up and bring in our live guest. What are you going to do to help our students get their education back because you've stolen it from them? Yeah, so anybody who's not been living under a rock knows that there's an incredible situation here in the city of Philadelphia that our students and our teachers are going into schools where there's asbestos uh, in the in the uh, in the schools that have been there for an extremely long time. I'm extremely happy to bring onto the program somebody who's trying to do something about it. Philadelphia Federation of Teachers President Jerry Jordan. Jerry, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, obviously, um, what's going on here in the city of Philadelphia is nothing less than an emergency situation. And I know you've taken it uh, so far as to file a lawsuit against the school district of Philadelphia. Can you tell us about that? Yes, we do have a crisis in the school district of Philadelphia. Our buildings are uh, quite old. Uh, the Many of our buildings are over 100 years old. And uh, any building... Uh, built prior to 1978, uh, has been built with asbestos. Asbestos is unsafe only when the substance becomes uh, hit by something that causes it to uh, unravel and what we uh, and to be able to have the ability to go into the air. <clears throat> the reason for 
the lawsuit is because we are uh, really it's the number one thing on our minds and on any educator's mind is the safety of children and also their safety and that we found that the district had not been following the best practice protocols for the removal of asbestos in buildings. Uh, we saw an example of that when uh, the Ben Franklin High School and Science Leadership Academies were closed uh, at the beginning of the school year back in September. And the district uh, said that the school was ready, the schools were ready to reopen. Um, my environmental scientist, the PFT, uh, has an environmental scientist who works for us and has for um, more than three decades, who is one of the um, eminent environmental scientists in the country. And we're only one of two unions in the country who uh, uh, has one on our payroll. And he is an expert in the area. He disagreed with the opening of the school, of the schools. Um, the district went ahead and uh, opened them. And within a matter of a few days, the schools had to be closed, and they're still closed. So, um, you know, our problem is that um, many of the tests that are done for air quality uh, are not done side by side with our environmental scientists. Our members trust hearing from our environmental scientists. They do not take for granted that what the district says is accurate. So, you know, we've seen that same problem arise at several other schools, and the district has one view and we have another, and it has turned out time and time again that we have been correct in uh, our recommendation for the building to remain closed until additional work is done. And so it just has become really very frustrating, and that is why uh, we decided to file a lawsuit in order to really make sure that the district understands that you can't gamble with the lives of our members. We have a teacher who was a member who was diagnosed in August with mesothelioma. She worked in two schools that we know uh, had asbestos and it was recently removed. But she is seriously ill as a result of it and our members are very, very uh, frightened about their own safety and the safety of their children. So we decided after talking and talking and talking with the district mm -hmm and nothing was uh, getting done. We were not able to agree to best practice protocols that uh, the court is the route that we're taking in order to make sure that that happens. Jerry Jordan joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you uh, live on a Saturday night. Jerry, let me ask you, uh, if you will, um, to speak directly to all uh, of the individuals who are tuning in and listening to the radio program right now. Many, perhaps, have heard the story or watched some of the news clips. Uh, many, perhaps, um, have had children in schools uh, that are affected and no longer have kids in school. Uh, and then many are confused. They don't quite understand uh, exactly what 
the issue is and and the challenge to everyone's safety if they go into that school. I know it's a long-winded question, um, but I hope you'll be able to frame it up for the audience. The concern is that, um, first of all, I don't want people to be frightened about uh, going into buildings with asbestos if that asbestos is encapsulized, if it is safe, if it is not disturbed. I mean, my own home is uh, was built before 1978, so I know that I have asbestos in my home, but it's not disturbed. And only when it's disturbed is it does it have the potential of being a health problem. And it's um, an issue that we would not know immediately if we went to the doctor because um, it takes a generation or more, in many cases more than a generation, before the uh, disease will manifest itself in one's body. But it is our goal to make sure that these school buildings are safe and healthy for uh, the students and for the staff. But we have to do it, and we've got to. We can't be uh, short. We can't shortchange the operation. I mean, you've got too many valuable people in every building, and um, we shouldn't gamble with their safety. So you know, we're hoping uh, to reach an agreement on the uh, best practice protocols for uh, any kind of work that has to take place in a building that is identified as having uh, asbestos that uh, needs to be repaired. Uh, Jerry, we've had Pat Eiding on the, on the uh, show we, for his monthly show, and uh, we've talked about it in, uh, in length. And you know Pat, has, he was the former president or business manager yes. of, of the uh, Insulators Union, which is the asbestos workers. Um, and Pat has been very helpful to us. Uh, absolutely. And you can literally, it's its one of the more emotional conversations, because if you talk to Pat, he'll tell you directly, when you're speaking of mesothelioma, uh, a word I couldn't say uh, a year ago, uh, and, and now it's its a, its a daily part of our, our discussion here in the city of Philadelphia, but Pat can't get through a show, and we did a couple on this topic without being emotional. Couple, couple uh, situations in regards to the the actual contractors, the individuals that are, um, you know, trying to uh, fix the asbestos situation. Or is there documentation? Do we know what's going on? Are there records with with these contractors that are doing this? Oh uh, yes, there are. Okay, so we have them. Fine. Okay, uh, and and how many schools are, are affected at this point? Well, uh, unfortunately, the number tends to increase. And I mean, just today I uh, got an email about another concern. Uh, But there have been uh, six, seven schools uh, this school year that have had to close in order for the work to be uh, done properly. And and the teachers, what is the... uh... Well, we saw, obviously, if anybody's been watching the news, and, and you see it, you deal with it every day, uh, the, 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 um, what is this, the spirit of the teachers and, and the parents, uh, you know, that who's, who's, who are afraid of this particular top, uh, you know, this situation? Uh, the teachers and the parents are very, very frightened. And um, that is one of the reasons why we filed the lawsuit, because we need 
for this uh, to be resolved and to be resolved quickly and efficiently and that, um, you know, the district is uh, not using the uh, cheapest way possible in order to uh, correct the problems. So let's talk about, uh, you know, Harrisburg. What support are we getting uh, I know that we need, a, uh, I think, approximately $170 million. What what, what support are we getting there? Have, have, have been, has there been any progress? Because Pat, literally, and I've never, and Joe, you and I, you know, we're right there, and I've never heard, Pat has always supported the governor. Uh, you know, he's, you know, a big pro-waiver guy and, and uh, very supportive, but has been very emotional towards Harrisburg in, 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 in requesting support for this particular issue. Yes, uh, we have been encouraging uh, the governor to provide uh, funding in order to make sure that uh, we deal with this crisis, because as I said, it is a crisis. And uh, it's not just a Philadelphia issue. The um, rural districts across Pennsylvania are in the same shape, and uh, their budgets will not allow them to be able to deal with this issue uh, any better than we. Perhaps it may be even more difficult. So we're hoping that when the governor uh, makes his budget uh, presentation in another two weeks, that uh, money will be included. Now, what has to happen is that uh, the elected officials across the Commonwealth have to uh, support the legislation. And uh, I must say that the Philadelphia delegation uh, is totally supportive and, you know, has been a part of a coalition uh, to fund our facilities that uh, our union started uh, earlier in uh, well, last year. And uh, we need for them to be able to hopefully, uh, and the communities in which uh, these elected officials come from, to uh, be, uh, to understand and to really encourage the legislators in their areas uh, to really fund uh, the school facilities because it's just too great for individual school districts to uh, manage. And, you know, it's, uh, as I said, a matter of uh, life and death. I mean, we have uh, one teacher who's been identified, and uh, there is a face to the teacher and teachers, you know, in this instance. You know, I think that prior to... Um, our teacher uh, speaking out about her illness, that people heard the term asbestos and, oh, there's a problem with asbestos in a school, but it has not had the impact that, uh, you know, hearing about our own colleague uh, in the city of Philadelphia uh, being diagnosed with mesothelioma, that, I mean, it has caused um, a greater the greatest concern from parents and staff, and we have to respond to it. Jerry Jordan joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Jerry, if we can just ask you for two more minutes before, um, and I know we're past the break, but let's keep Jerry for a couple of minutes here, and then uh, and then we'll move past it. Jerry, do you, as of this very moment, feel that you are facing a challenge that potentially will not be resolved, or it cannot be resolved in 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 a timely fashion. No, I don't. I I believe that it has to be resolved, and so uh, you know, and that's one of the reasons why 
uh, I've chosen to uh, use the courts in order to do that. We can't uh, act like uh, the problem isn't here and that it's going away by just doing nothing. It has to be uh, dealt with. We have to uh, figure out how to uh, establish a protocol using the best practices and being able to do it uh, in school after school after school that's identified and a system that everyone feels comfortable with so that we can share that with parents, we can share it with the staff, uh, we can share it with the students because in our high schools particularly, uh, our students ask about it. And uh, we just we can't ignore it. It's not going away. Well, you said something a couple minutes ago it, as it being a crisis, and you were talking about this is the type of situation when you're talking about mesothelioma that is a silent killer. Once you once you start seeing uh, once you start seeing symptoms, it's over. There's no cure for yes. this, and our children. Our, and, and our teachers are in, in danger. For, and we want to thank you, number one, for, for, for leading the fight. I know um, this has kept you up late at night, and certainly it's kept a lot of people uh, up late at night. And, and, and this is not a political situation. So I'm in complete... No, it's not. I'm in complete uh, support of filing the lawsuit because this needs to be taken... You know, I was with uh, Senator uh, Sharif Street today. He's very much in support of... of uh, doing what it takes to, to to fix this situation the right way and to put, put these teachers and these kids uh, in, in you know, and take them out of harm's way and to put them in good situations. Uh, I, Jerry, I can't thank you enough for, for, for doing what you're doing and, and, and keep the fight up. We, we support you here and we feel the urgency. We've been on the show with Pat Iding several times and literally tears were coming out of his eyes. So, uh, keep doing what you're doing. We we want to thank you, obviously, for sharing everything with us here on Talk Radio 1210. And and please keep us posted. I will. Thank you so much. You got it. All right. Tough conversation there with Jerry Jordan joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Now we'll get to a commercial break. Uh, on the other side, uh, Jay Doc, you and I will unpack uh, the conversation. We'll also invite listeners, if you have a thought or a comment and you uh, want to talk about it, uh, we'll engage the conversation as well. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll veto it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you uh, on a Saturday night along with J-Doc. I'm Joe Krause sitting in uh, the beautiful 1210 studios here uh, at 2400 Market with a tough conversation or a tough follow-up to a conversation we just had with Jerry Jordan. Uh, J-Doc, let's unpack some of that uh, conversation. Uh, We will open the phones if anybody wants to jump in uh, and has a, uh, perhaps you have a student who attends uh, one of the schools, perhaps you're a parent, perhaps you're a teacher, um, if you want to weigh in on what is um, an incredibly uh, concerning conversation tonight with Jerry Jordan about the condition of the schools. Is th- Jayhawk, this is scary. Call, listen, call us, 855-839-1210. 
uh, is the is the number. Um, certainly, there's an urgency, like uh, like Jerry Jordan said. Um, imagine your children are going there now. Uh, mesothelioma is a hundred percent fatal. There's no cure for it. And uh, asbestos. What happened was they were trying to clear the the schools of lead poisoning. Okay, and 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 the contractors that that went in there, from what I understand. Um, you know, they, they did a little damage. They, they, they did a good job on the lead, which by the way, is nowhere near as, as, um, contagious as, as, uh, taking, taking asbestos airborne. So for example, if there are tiles, uh, that, that get broken, uh, or if there's any, uh, undisturbed, like Jerry said, if it's, if it's undisturbed, you're fine. But once it goes airborne, okay, you're breathing that in and it can, and it, and it moves, you know, uh, you, you know, it's, it, it expands quickly in a big room. And so what is supposed to be done? I, I, I don't, well, you want, need to have, I don't want to get through, I, I, I don't want to get into the mechanics of how it's supposed to be removed. I'm trying to understand what the district isn't doing. They're not well, they're, they're just not moving fast enough. Not moving I mean, fast enough. And, and I, I also think that obviously Harrisburg has to, um, has to jump in here. This is this is an extremely serious situation. Um, I I don't. It obviously wasn't done on purpose. These schools are really old, uh, and and the buildings are old, obviously, and and so it's there. But when they when they uh, when they were taking the you know the the, the lead when they were, were moving the lead, I you know a lot of these uh, you know a lot of these situations you know literally it it affected the asbestos in in in, in the buildings, and next thing you know, it's airborne. If I'm if my kids going to that school. And you know that asbestos, by the way, there are, I spoke to a teacher yesterday, okay, and, and she'll, rename, she'll remain uh, confidential, but there's, they actually have tiles that have been knocked and they have them, uh, you know, they're special, uh, they're specially marked tiles. If, 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 if one has been, um, you know, if there's asbestos that might be loose, they have it denoted, they have it like kind of painted or something like that. There's some kind of like covering, uh, but it creates for a very uneasy situation. And so kids don't understand that somebody, some, one of the kids hits the tile, breaks it, who knows, but they, you know, these teachers, a lot of them know that they're in a school where there can be asbestos there. What they also know is it's an invisible killer. And I'm really glad that Jerry is, uh, Jerry Jordan has taken a, an initiative and created an urgency for the situation. By the way, I don't think that, um, the superintendent, uh, height is, is, you know, not taking it seriously. I'm sure he is a hundred percent, but there has to be. Um, you know, something has to be expedited here. And, and obviously Harris, this is, has to be a joint effort. A lot of blame going around. Well, you can't just get the money. It just doesn't grow off trees. But the bottom line is there is an urgency. There is an urgency. And like, and like, um, Jerry Jordan said, the Philadelphia, um, contingent to go, you know, in Harrisburg, our state reps, our state senators are completely in support of, of, of what's going on because obviously they're on the front lines of it down here. You want to weigh in? We got a couple of lines open and we got a couple of minutes before uh, the show rolls on into the backside of the program here on Saturday Night Live. Uh, if anybody Philly has a Labor, solution, 855 839 1210. It's Saturday Night Live. We're live in studio tonight, so it's nice to be here along with J Doc uh, and Joe Krause in the opening. 30 minutes or the opening 22 minutes of the program, we spoke with Jerry Jordan and had conversation with him about uh, the asbestos, about the closing of the schools, about the concern, Jay Doc, from the parents, uh, 
from Jerry's members, uh, the teachers, uh, and of course the example uh, that Jerry referenced where uh, one of the teachers became uh, ill I mean, once exposed. This isn't a hypothetical this anymore. This is not anymore. No, it is not. Yeah, you're talking about uh, 125,000 students and 13,000 employees um, that, it, 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 that we're trying to keep safe here. And, you know, you're talking uh, uh, that, that there were, you know, many in harm's way. And, um, you know, if you've talked to Pat and, and Joe, you, you, you've been on the show and Pat, he can't even get through it. You know, I it's don't so understand this. Oh, no, no I don't. Where either. is the governor of the state and why hasn't this emergency turned into an all an assault on making uh, on getting rid of it. I don't understand. Well, that. I mean, if you just think about it for a second, if your kid is going to a school, if your loved one, and I have somebody who's in our family that's a, uh, that you know is, is works in one of those uh, facilities, it's it's a scary thought, man. And it's, it's, there's no question about it. And like Pat has said, he you know he's that was he went back when he broke in uh, in the insulators union. It was there wasn't a lot known about. Uh, you know the asbestos, and 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 then when it hit, you know I think I'm not, if I'm not exaggerating or, or or if I didn't misunderstand, a large portion of people he, he he broke into the business with got it, and you can see that it's a you know it's it, it's a very devastating disease. I don't think people understand the urgency if you're not uh, if you're not familiar, but you could see the parents uh, at at at, at uh, some of the, the the meetings, the parent teacher meetings. It's an absolutely urgent situation and by the way one of the interesting things is the question is and i think if, if i'm not mistaken you're not allowed to keep the kid home some people are like i don't care but you're truant uh, if 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 you if you leave if the kid comes if the kid doesn't go to school and that's the reason um and by the way that's one of the craziest things ever because in 10 years and and you and we said earlier there's a, there's a woman dying from this so you know at this point in time What's going to happen in 10 years in some of these situations? If there are six schools currently closed or affected and more concern out there than we know, then they know. Well, they're, they're I mean, what's next? Where do you go? When, what's the end of the story? I mean, think about it for a second. Okay, there are, but make no mistake about it, there are teachers and students in schools now that have asbestos. I talked to a teacher just the other day, and 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 he made it clear to me that they were told they're having meetings, and and they were told they were given instructions. There's like a some kind of color code type situation. Okay, and at the end of the day. You, you know, you're, 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 I'm sitting there in disbelief thinking to myself, oh my God, I mean, what are you going to do if, if, if you know what's going on? I, I, I was talking, I was talking to Senator Street Street and he was talking about the room that we were in. It's a big room and how, how the asbestos travels and how, you know, you know, how, how urgent it is for him and his team uh, to, 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 to relay the message and, 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 and get results in Harrisburg. So there are a ton of politicians and and a lot of our officials that want this done no question about it we just need obviously we want the governor to to support the initiative and like like uh, jerry said this is going on across the state this just in here we're not the only place that has old buildings that kids are going to school in 
Uh, you know, we need accountability by contractors, the whole deal, and we need to get this done. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll get to a commercial break. Special guest will join us on the other side. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are brought to you by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. Shout out to uh, all of our listeners tuning in uh, tonight. Jay Doc, nice to have you back off the shelf and live with us uh, uh, in studio here at, be the here. Be- uh, here at the beautiful brand new uh, 1210 WPHT studios. We move along from our conversation uh, with Jerry Jordan. Before we introduce our guests, I want to uh, play a little audio drop. Uh, Jay Doc, I'll give you a little lead time and then I'll let you introduce uh, our special guest who is going to join us after this. Hello, my name is Nick Palazzo from the Defino Law Firm. Every day, countless people are seriously injured due to the negligence of others, whether it be in an auto accident, construction accident, nursing home neglect, medical malpractice, or slip and falls. Many of these people never recover personally or economically because they did not know their rights at the time they were injured. Don't let this happen to you or your loved ones. If you or someone you know has suffered an injury due to the negligence of others, contact an attorney and get educated on your rights and responsibilities, like your health, life, and well-being depend on it, because they do. My name is Nick Palazzo from the Defino Law Firm, and I'm a Philadelphia trial lawyer. All right, you just heard a little bit from our guest coming up right now. His name's... Nick Palazzo, he's a, uh, like he said, he's a Philadelphia trial lawyer. Nick, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you? I'm fantastic. I don't know if you had the opportunity to uh, listen to Jerry Jordan or our conversation. And I know we're going to talk. This is our our job safety segment. Um, uh, And we're going to get right into that in in a minute. But, um, you know, around the city of Philadelphia, we have our, our, our teachers and our and our children going into buildings right now that have asbestos, and some of that is exposed, and there are dangers, and it's a crisis in the city of Philadelphia. As a trial lawyer, and this is our job safety segment, this is what we're going to be talking about, is, is, is that a hazard, and is that a negligent situation that uh, should be remedied? Oh, with, without a doubt, it's clear that it's a hazard, uh, and it's certainly negligent, from the city's perspective in terms of premises liability, this is something that, you know, when you have older buildings, you have to maintain them, you have to inspect them. Uh, it's, it's no mystery that asbestos is, uh, is a thing that existed at some point. And if you have an older building, you should pretty much uh, assume that it's there. And if you're not looking for it, it's trouble. Um, unfortunately, what makes it difficult is um, some of the different immunity issues that arise when dealing with government authorities, um, even when there are claims, uh, certain times you're blocked by the government statutes that pretty much make it almost impossible for you to sue in certain situations. You know, this could, and, and, and like Jerry Jordan said, this is the type of situation that could cause havoc 10 years down the road. I mean, you know, as, as, as we all know, when it comes to asbestos and uh, mesothelioma now, uh, 
that you know it may not be something that hits you right away but 10 years down the road there are little children that are in these schools hypothetically speaking uh, and and there are teachers that that and they know about it you see the that the, the news conferences on TV um, and there there's like a, like a panic if, if if something happens to somebody as we saw there's already a teacher that's in trouble um, you, you mentioned that you know there can be some immunities but would you and and I know you don't know that you know you you, had, you don't know the uh, statutes or you don't you don't know the actual insides of this so I don't want to put you on the spot but yeah, this you, isn't my it's not my thing asbestos is a very specialized area that either do it or you don't kind of deal. Um, I do not get really get involved in asbestos work, but I know enough about injury claims to know that this is clearly a hazard. Right. And uh, I've had a lot of chemical exposure cases from a toxic tort side of things, which is not asbestos, but other, uh, other types of chemicals with sort of similar in ways. And obviously you're talking about serious injuries, which are, you know, terminal illnesses and, horrible stuff and yet these things don't don't occur right away you may not know for 10 15 20 30 years from now and then it's trying to figure out where did it come from you know and that's a big fight in the asbestos world like you know if some if a teacher work in multiple school districts in different areas well which one was she exposed to that caused the problem And, and, and that's what you have a lot of doing with you know in the tire industry i know that's a big part of the asbestos work so it's horrible um we thought at one point this was kind of going out that the legal community did kind of think, you know, this was something that was eventually just going to die out because people were getting smart enough to inspect and find out and remove safely. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there's still, th- there's still things popping up and it's in a really sensitive place like our school children and, uh, and our local communities. It's horrible for and not just the children, but the teachers as well. Absolutely. Nick Palazzo joining us here on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor as we come to you uh, across the airwaves on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Nick, this obviously falls under uh, that big, large category uh, titled Job Safety. And under that category uh, are so many different streams of conversation that we can go this is a labor show this is a union show this is in job safety is in uh is in your wheelhouse um specifically uh for you uh talk about uh the term job safety there's so much in the in uh, from from a workforce standpoint there's so much in the news today yeah so job safety is a it's a combination of things in my in my world so i my my um role i i suppose in in, in this is is from a, a third party liability perspective where you know we we take a look at uh sometimes it's not the employer like in in the school situation with the asbestos it, arguably it is the employer uh who's who's uh at fault uh, in the workman's comp industry, you know, with a lot of job safety issues, you have that being a problem. Uh, but also, you know, you have to consider these multi-job work sites where your employer might be doing the right thing and maybe doing things safely, but it's the other employer of another company that you're on the job with that you really have no control over. And that's where things can get really hairy, and, and that's the problem and that's what lawyers like what I do in the third-party liability area. That's what we look for in terms of trying to spot that out, spot that negligence out, spot that carelessness out, and and try to find 
a way to uh, shine light on that and those issues that are going on. Um, and trust me, they're, they're happening. And uh, obviously, uh, people are getting seriously injured on the job all, all over the place. And, and, it's, and, and it's not and, always something that you can regulate. And, and Nick, um, you know, one of the cases we're going to talk about, because you, you, you uh, dealt with a, a roofer, that uh, and, and an example of, of, and it's amazing that this stuff goes on still at this time, but we both, we both know, as you said before, justice happens in the courtroom. So, unless somebody does something about it, this stuff will continue to happen uh, on a daily basis. Um, to give an example, uh, and, and it was a case we talked about uh, earlier, um, you had a roofer that you represented recently uh, where there was a, a third-party component, where there was uh, negligence on, on another's. Could you talk to us about that? Oh, sure. Yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, without a doubt, justice happens in the courtroom. you got to find that stuff out. That's the only way you can make companies change their policies when people are doing things dangerously they're not just going to stop um you know when you're hiring uh less trained workers or saving costs and not paying to train your workers that's a recipe for disaster but it's also a recipe for big profits in a way so it's this concept of putting profit over safety that we aim to attack as trial lawyers and uh in my specific situation you know, we had a we had a, a a young kid, 19 years old, fell off a three story roof uh, while he was putting up a deck. He was a roofer. They were they were making they were building a deck surface, and um, the non union uh, GC hires non union uh, fall restraint. Uh, well, it's a company. They're basically carpenters who are hired to erect a fall restraint system. Right, non-union uh, carpenters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 this thing was like it was like you would be absolutely baffled by it if you saw pictures of it. You would say, "How in the world did this happen? How did anybody spot this?" And again, uh, what what struggle? So my guy's going to grab a leaf blower from his partner. Guard, you know, less than maybe a hip. I think it was his hip that, that leaned into the railing. Thing gave way. They didn't use the proper fasteners. They used too long of wood. They, they didn't have enough posts for the guardrail. You're supposed to have some so many feet. It was just failures all over the place. Um, and you know, what struggle the struggle for me was is that OSHA gets involved, and their entire investigation is 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 basically looking into my client's employer who wasn't even responsible for putting up the guardrail that failed, which like, that's the only regulation that was taking place. So it's a whole problem, not just from the, uh, from the, the business perspective, but also from, uh, I think the regulatory perspective, uh, there's issues there as well. And you're talking about, and, and a lack, and obviously OSHA has been, uh, not, not to, obviously not totally defunded, but, uh, defunded a ton. that's put, put, uh, uh, job sites at risk, and 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 we talked about this last week, Joe Kraus. Uh, you know, like like Nick just said, putting profits uh, before safety and before is you know this this is an epidemic type situation. And obviously, Nick, you know, we appreciate you know what you do, uh, and 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 keeping those that are those negligent contractors, those that are cutting. What's it, what's crazy about that is they're cutting corners, but they're keeping the profits. So it's not like. Uh, you know, they're, 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 you know, they underbid the job, uh, you know, they hire, uh, uh, you know, untrained labor, 
that young kid gets up there. Next thing you know, he leans on something, goes down, uh, goes down three stories. Nick, if you would t- tell us a, a little bit about your firm, and, you know, and and uh, obviously uh, what they do. Yeah, so uh, my firm is the Defino Law Firm, and we're at twenty five forty one South Broad Street in South Philadelphia. We've been there for forty. Well, we've been at that location for the last uh, eleven years, and we've been in existence for the last forty. Uh, and it's a situation where we have seven lawyers, 10 support staff, and but we fight a big battle all the time. And, and basically what we pride ourselves in is availability and accountability. Um, you're going to you're going to get it, get in with one of us and we're going to fight uh, as like like we have 500 attorneys. Uh, and that's basically the way we roll. Um, like I said, we, we, we focus on cases that really get us going from a, uh, you know, an emotional standpoint or, or a heartfelt standpoint. If I can't get behind the cause, I can't get into it. And if I'm not into it, I'm not your guy. Uh, so I want to make sure that I'm into it. And we, we, we highlight cases just like this one where it was a profits over safety issue that really pissed us off. And we said, that if this is happening here, right here in, in on 21st and Pine, I think it was the, the intersection, you know, it's it's happening all over the city. Yeah. And uh, 19-year-old kids are falling off roofs. Let's do something about it. And and that's what we got to do. So, uh, and you can't just go in there looking for uh, that quick buck. You got to make sure you put a, you send a message with your settlement. You send them, you make the jury send a message with their verdict. That's what you're trying to do. That's, Nick, how you, that's how you effectuate change from the jury system. Nick, let me tell you something. I want to thank you for what you did for that worker and what you do for workers every day. And and I want to thank you for joining us on Talk Radio 1210 on our on our safety seg, job safety segment. It's individuals like you that make a difference that cause change in the workplace. So thanks so much. Uh, we got Nick Palazzo. Joe, my from pleasure, the, Joe. Thanks again for having me. You got it, my friend. Great job. Uh, good stuff. Good words of uh, wisdom from Nick Palazzo joining us here on Talk Radio 1210. Uh, w. PHT. We'll get to a quick break uh, and finish up the show on the other side. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by IOTSE Local 8, District 1199C, and the Newspaper Guild. The right wing conservatives don't have to drive themselves crazy. They can walk there. <laughs> God bless you. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. Special uh, thanks to Nick Palazzo for joining us one week ago. Jay Doc, um, we had uh, Brian Fritz and Kevin Durkin uh, who were in studio. You were not able to be here and join them live, but you did join that conversation sure. uh, by phone. Uh, another tough story um, that resulted in... Um, some passionate work being done by Brian and his partner, uh, Kevin... Um, uh, but this topic of safety, of job safety, of third-party negligence, yeah. it's real for uh, all of those who wake up and go to work on a daily basis. Well, it heard, really is. You heard Nick Palazzo talk about uh, a negligent situation um, over at Defino Law, and I can tell you this. Um, I like when, some, when an attorney um, is is passionate about it and and. and you hear in his voice, you heard last week in their voice, um, and we have the we have the opportunity to to, to bring on the best. You and I have have, have done a lot of uh, you know legal radio and a lot of uh, you know injury segments, and and I'm proud to you know to to to, to know people that 
create change. By the way, that's what unions do. You heard Nick. That was a non-union situation. Those individuals, a lot of the 19-year-old kid on a job that's non-union, okay? The only person stood up for him at all was, was, was Nick Palazzo, okay? And, and hey, let me tell you something. We're fortunate to have our business agents out there policing these jobs. Some of these jobs, you know, and you heard Nick, it was in the middle of the city, okay? You heard last week, that was down at the pier. It was at night, of course, last week's. But a lot of these people try to go under the radar. If if, if we don't hold that, you know, their their hand to the fire and and keep their, you know, the, you know, and keep them accountable. And the only way that that happens is in the in in the courtroom. Otherwise, uh, you know, you have somebody who 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 um, is in a faulty situation. They don't know it, and they fall down three stories. And, and get busted up like there's no tomorrow and no one cares about him. Mm-hmm. By the way, labor does that all day. And I'm glad we have guys like Nick Palazzo to do it every day as well. And in the court of public opinion, I continually and will constantly ask the listening audience of Talk Radio uh, 1210 WPHT who happened to tune in to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor to close your eyes for a moment uh, and imagine what it would be like if we did not have a union workforce in this city. That's going to do it this Saturday night for our live show as we come to you every Saturday on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, special thanks to Jerry Jordan uh, for joining us uh, tonight and, of course, for Nick for being there as well. On behalf of all of our listeners from around the Delaware Valley and, of course, Jay Doc in studio, Matt joining us as well, Phil on the other side. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.